Hey friends, if you wish you weren't hearing an ad right now, then straight after you listen to this episode, head over to curiositystream.com slash not overthinking. For less than $15 a year, you get access to thousands of high quality documentaries on CuriosityStream, and you'll also get a special link to our podcast feed with all of the ads taken out. My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. Hello, and welcome back to Not Overthinking. Tamor, how are you doing today? How am I doing today? It's a good question. I isn't it? Do- yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how you come up with these. Uh, no, I think I'm doing I think I'm doing pretty well. It's been a nice day. I went out for a little bike ride to Tesco to get some groceries. I caught up with a friend on my way back on my afternoon phone call. I've done a bit of work. I've done a bit of piano. Just had some dinner, arrested development. Yeah, it's shaping up to be a pretty good day. How about you? Mm. Yeah, man, things are pretty good. Uh, I, I started the day off nicely because I discovered this white t-shirt uh, in my in my drawers which fits really well turns out this is actually your causal merch oh, that, I, yes, yes. that i stole from home it fits so well i was i was gonna tell you you've got to order more of these t-shirts so you just buy them in bulk <laughs> where's it where's it from um it's it's a brand called bella and canva or something i don't know like yeah uh, yeah i think it fits me quite well as well is it, is it like a t-shirt chosen. design service or is it like a actual it's brand? it's it's a company that like makes t-shirts but they're also you know a bit like how um you know american apparel and fruit of the loom are also like companies that make plain t-shirts to get stuff printed on like i think it's its own brand but it's also like one of the popular plain t-shirts to get stuff printed on oh interesting buy bella canvas t-shirts canvas unisex crew nice okay i need to i need to get i need to grab myself a few of these because these are pretty solid um so that started the day off well the other thing i've 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 been doing recently is related to having phone calls with friends but before we get into that uh who is the sponsor for this week table mate you're asking me this is your spiel i'm asking you this is my spiel ah this week uh we're very pleased to have brilliant sponsoring the episode uh, brilliant brilliant.org is a great way to teach yourself maths physics computer science all of that kind of stuff online uh, it really is quite good i've dabbled in it myself it's a lot better than the stuff they teach you at school it really helps you develop actual understanding of the concepts have i has this gone on long enough i think it's gone on long enough um so if you're interested go to brilliant.org forward slash not overthinking and the first 200 people get some kind of discount is that right yes that's right that's 20 percent off the annual premium subscription and yeah brilliant.org forward slash not overthinking or hit the link in the show notes. Anyway, um, now that the uh, microphone is paid for, the other thing is I've recently started doing your having phone calls with friends situation. Oh, but nice. crucially, I have set up a Calendly link for it. Oh. So now every day at 9am and also at 9pm and at 9.30pm, I have a slot in my calendar, which is kind of reserved for the 30 minute friend to catch up call. And when I think of someone who I want to do a catch up call with, I just send him a quick message, be like, hey, do you want to catch up sometime? <laughs> By the way, I know this is weird, but this might might make it easier to actually find a time. Uh, and so far, I've had like three of these and they've all been very good. And I've got another oh, nice. two scheduled for this evening. What kind of friends are there? Are there people like who you know quite well and talk to regularly? Or are there people like you haven't spoken to in six to 12 months or what? Uh, a mixture. It's, it's So far, it's mostly been people who I know quite well. Uh, talk to regularly is not, it does not correlate with know quite well. <laughs> um, but I want to get the know quite well to vibe a bit more with the talk regularly with, hence the Calendly links. Yeah. Right, so there are people who you talk to 
to very regularly, but you don't know that well. No, I'm saying there are people who I know very well who I, I don't talk to very regularly. Oh, I see. But okay. who I would like to that talk to sense. more regularly, hence the links. Yeah. Um, I've also, I also realized that a few months ago, I think in the summer, I made a list, like just actually wrote down a list of all the people who I wanted to keep in touch with. And oh yeah, who's on the list? I do, How long is it? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's about, it's it's split up into different tiers. Uh, I'm not okay. going to say how many people are, are, are in each tier, but I just, I, I stumbled across that list. How many tiers? No, no shut, shut up. I'm asking the questions. How many tiers? <laughs> I think like four tiers. All right. How many people in each tier? I don't know why you wouldn't answer that. Just how many oh. people are there in each tier? Okay. So the first tier has about 20. And uh, then yeah, the okay. tiers three, two, three, and four uh, have about sort of some, about five-ish, five to ten-ish. But like, you're going also... to introduce tier five in the new year? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, but it's also like uh, tier four, for example, is mostly business associates or like other creators and stuff who I want to keep in touch with, but it's a different level of keeping in touch with than like my school friends, for example. Wait, so there's about 20 people in each tier, you said? No, there's about 20 people in the first tier and yeah. then maybe sort of five to 10 in tiers two, three and four. Oh, okay. So what does tier one represent? Is it like, I want to chat to these people like once a month or something? Tier roughly? one is sort of like, yeah, I think I, f- I feel like once every two months would be reasonable for, for tier one. There are people within tier one who I who I do talk to more regularly. For example, you are in tier one. Uh, oh, nice. So, so congratulations. <laughs> for, for making the list mate I've, I've made it yeah but I think like catching up with a school friend or something in the absence of seeing them in real life like I feel like once every two or three months is a you know you know quarterly is a reasonable cadence for this actually I, I might have I might push back against that one thing I've noticed in my phone calls mm. is that I, I think the magic hap- the magic starts to happen once you're past all the catching up like the phone calls where there's no catching up to be done it's just like straight vibing I mean that's really that's kind of where you want to be and I think if you have if you have it like a you know if your tier one friends are like quarterly friends it's just, just going to be like a 30 minute catch up and yeah fine catch ups are okay but I, I think it's it's really fun when there's no catching up to be done do you know okay, what yeah, I mean that's a good point I know like I, I I don't mind cat, you know, it's nice to catch up with people but it's nicer not to catch up with people <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I, ha- I haven't fully thought, th- thought this through. This is still a uh, very fledgling okay. idea. I think that's something you should chew on. Okay, I will consider it uh, in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are the two kind of main things in my life. Number one, your t-shirt. And number two, these uh, catch-up calls with friends. Nice. Oh yeah, there was something. Else. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to tell you this for maybe a week or something. Um, but we we recently made a new hire at Causal, um, and he has apparently watched at least one of your videos, and he bought some mechanical keyboard because of it. <laughs> so oh, excellent! You probably, get, you probably got a little bit of commission. I think IQ it's some like colorful nice. things. Yeah, I think yeah, I Hold, think it might be that. I'm holding it up on the camera, my blue and orange keyboard. Thank yeah. you to your friend for uh, providing me the takeaway that day. Yeah, no worries. So I think that was a cool little coincidence. What's the deal with this new hire? How does it work? Well, he um, does some work for us and we give him some money. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, no, he's full-time, a, so he's, part-time. He's a, his... Yeah, he's full-time software engineer. Um, yeah, really, really sharp guy. I think we all enjoy working together. We enjoy hanging out. We play Tetris on our company socials on Wednesdays. Yeah, I think it's just really good vibes all around. Company um, socials. We, yeah, we, I mean, I think, so he just, whew, He's sort of taking a gap year from university because uh, it will it all basically went online because of coronavirus, and he decided to allow that, which I think is a pretty wise move. Um, and so, yeah, he's you know hasn't got a ton of experience, but seems very fast at picking things up. And yeah, it's just it's good vibes, mate. What's the deal with your company socials? Tell me more about those. Um, we play video games together, so um, we either play Tetris or we play League of Legends. I think Tetris. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think. Oh, we. 
I think we talked about it last week. You said that Tetris is one of those where there's not much of a skill skill gap. Oh, I, well, I think the skill, it's it's easier to like get up to speed. Um, so we're not all at the same level. I think like there is a hierarchy, but it's not that. Like the games are still fun, you know? It's not like I'm destroying everyone every single time. It's just most of the You're time. destroying them most of the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, yeah, I think I'm, it's, yeah. I'm thinking of initiating company socials for our, for our team as well. We're going to, we, we are, we're calling them takeaway plus brainstorm evenings in the absence of a better name. Brainstorm. We'll, that doesn't sound very social. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really a social. It's more like a working, working meeting, but where we all more take away. Extracting more labor out of your, exactly. your workforce. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you can bet your, <laughs> you know, there's in, in Borat too. <laughs> have you seen Borat too? <laughs> I have, but I don't remember any quotes from it. You know, <laughs> you know when he goes up on stage in front of the gun rally to sing a song. Oh, I might have been asleep. I, I fell asleep for part of it. Oh, dude, uh, that that phrase came up, came to mind, and I, I hope the audience won't um, vilify me for this because this is just reported speech. It's it's not even that bad, but it's like you know the guy on stage goes to Borat and be like, "Hey, are hey are are you country Steve's?" And he was like, "You can bet your ass all I am." <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> That's pretty um, good. So I was going to say, you can bet your asshole that they're not getting paid for these company socials. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, <laughs> I thought I'd take a step back and and decide whether I really want to say this publicly. Yeah, but uh, then you decided been, you should, <laughs> and then I decided I should, but in a roundabout way. <laughs> nice, that's cool. All right, well, this week's topic is a twenty uh, twenty review. Uh, if you remember, listeners, uh, about a year ago, we did a twenty nineteen review uh, where we basically look back on the year uh, in terms of the podcast, uh, what we've been doing on the podcast, how we feel about it, what we want to do going forwards. Uh, so I think last time it was bit bad because we basically like i think last time the structure was that we went we just list went through all of the episodes and kind of looked at the title and description and talked about how we felt about them i think like i think that's probably not that interesting i think i think we should start off doing a bit of that but only talking about the things that stick out rather than having a one minute commentary about each of the sure. 50 episodes or something so we're gonna um, talk about kids for the next half an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh i think yeah i think the the main things it would be interesting to focus on are like the the sort of the new branches you know i, I sort of imagine the podcast is a a tree and you know we sort of are the tree is sort of growing in a few directions and uh there's a few branches you know that are like getting pushed upwards you know and um i think it'll be interesting to see like what are like the branches at the moment where we're sort of uh pushing the conversation forwards and you know coming back to them and stuff like that uh does that make sense yes quite i'm just thinking okay. if we can find a list of uh, of kind of episodes ordered by number of downloads or something like that where we can actually see what's ended up being being the most popular ones but yeah that would be interesting to be an easy way of doing that i think we can do that on oh interesting okay top episodes by download so book discussion the four hour work week is number one wait how did you where, where is this list i'm looking on art 19 which is a podcast host uh then in second place we have dissatisfaction and aspiration then in third place we have bouncing back finding fulfillment and being productive that feels like a I think that was oh, a no Kagan my, one or something that was no Kagan episode that was the third most popular episode this year bloody hell then we have imposter syndrome and other curiosities which I feel was I think that was just a random episode that we did yeah and then we have book discussion the psychology of money and then we have competitiveness and mimetic traps which is in sixth place hmm. that's kind of interesting I guess there's probably a bias towards uh, the more recent ones being more popular just because there's more listeners yes and also our stats only really start from august when we or september rather when we switch providers so the early episodes oh, okay so that's, that's what you've described is just completely wrong basically 
hang on, let me <laughs> let me log into Transistor and see if I can find these. Oh, okay, interesting. So if we look from kind of the first half of the year, how to understand things is quite high on the list. Uh, all, all of these do, in fairness, have fewer downloads than in the last three months. So uh, NVN, the elephant in the brain, the abusive relationships of productivity YouTubers, reimagining oh. our relationship with work, friendships and relationships with Valentin and Cliff. So um, mm. how can we treat children morally comes sort of seventh or eighth on the secondary list. And yeah, this is kind of like I'm I'm I was I'm always surprised by how popular our book discussions seem to be. I guess because they're more like actively actively useful and in general people prefer to consume information that is actively useful rather than, you know, a curiosity or oh that's interesting. But I don't understand what makes like for, okay, for example, on YouTube or something, I can understand if like some videos are more popular based on the topic. But I really don't understand how that works for podcasts. Like fine, if it's a if if a bunch of people listen to it and they think, man, that was a really good episode, maybe they're slightly more likely to share it with their friends or something. And so maybe like it spreads a little bit extra. But you know, I mean, for example, the the fact that the Noah Kagan one was popular, I mean, probably just because Noah Kagan shared on his Twitter or something. Like it's it's not really a mark of like the, the episodes that are popular. See, it just seems like quite a random thing rather than I'm not oh, sure. those were the good episodes. I don't think that I don't think it's a case of those were the good episodes. I think it's more a case of those are the ones with the most intriguing titles because um, most people uh, at least last time I last time I looked at this most people don't actually subscribe to podcasts they search them and download an individual episode at a time no and also really? most what are you most people about? also yeah most people don't like this is a thing that podcasters say that you should put the by the way guys a lot of you are listening to this podcast but you're not subscribed because people will a lot of people will listen on Spotify where they don't have an active subscription they'll like type in not overthinking or what, so you, and, you're telling and, me there's a bunch of people that once a week they type in not overthinking on Spotify and I'm telling you there are far to... more than a bunch of people like people don't understand that you can subscribe to a podcast and it will automatically download to your phone. And even if they do, those are the sorts of people who, like you and me, have dozens of podcast subscriptions. And therefore, usually what a phone will do is that if you're trying to save data, as opposed to if you have unlimited data and you download it over cellular, you have to click on an episode and then it will download and play. That's and right, so yeah. there, there is an extent to which a clickbait title is more likely to get people to download it. And therefore, the popularity of these podcast episodes is really an order of how interesting did the topic seem at first glance to viewers, uh, listeners. Right? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I, yeah, I, I had a comp- completely wrong i thought like almost everyone who's listening is a subscriber <laughs> and like you know they probably just listen to i don't know all of them or none of them <laughs> like, yes no sadly not <laughs> not quite the case hmm. uh, i think i think this would be interesting it would be interesting to poll people on this once we set up our membership thing or yeah, yeah i think i think at some point we definitely should do a poll that are you subscribed to the podcast do you know what that what subscribing to a podcast even means do you listen to every episode do you listen to episodes if they take your fancy because i know for example for my podcasts i am entire it's entire based on the title whether I listen to it and that's why I think someone like mm, Joe Rogan yes. is missing a trick because his is like you know he would he would he would he just titles them like the name of the person and if you haven't heard of the person you're never gonna listen to it whereas someone like Tim <laughs> Ferriss I feel has good titles which are more like actively helpful all right mate why don't you why don't you tweet at Joe Rogan <laughs> giving him your <laughs> yeah be like Joe Rogan mate your titles are not clickbait it's like all those people that tweeted at him when his new background for his Spotify podcast was really bad <laughs> I did not see that oh, okay yeah that was all the uh, the videographer community on, on Twitter were hating on Joe Rogan for having a terrible background <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else being like dude no one cares <laughs> yeah go home yeah oh my god the depth of field wasn't right <laughs> that's funny um, yeah that is interesting yeah I think okay a little peek behind the curtain I guess for, for listeners is that once we record an episode I think we don't really care what happens afterwards I think like I mean so Angus you're you know one of one of your team he sort of edited it's the episodes he generally comes up with a title and a description and no, just kind I of do. posts it Every wait what are you I coming up, up with the, title with the title and description? indeed oh okay well <laughs> 
A little peek behind the scenes. <laughs> I guess this is a peek for me. <laughs> who's, who's, who's putting more weight on this podcast? <laughs> okay, fine. I guess you're coming. I mean, yeah, I guess talking about the title isn't too interesting. Okay, let's quickly just like flick through uh, the episodes and see what uh, they were about. Uh, okay, so episode one was entitled Lad Culture. Uh, we had our friend Jake. And I don't remember much of that. I don't think it was particularly good. So two words that changed our lives. Um, Hold on. I, I don't think you should be normative about this. Like, I don't think that episode was particularly good. It is, it is not a nice thing to say, especially when we have a guest on. What? I think it's just it's, it's just a bit mean. Mean to whom? It's our podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, for example, if there's a guest on it and you're like, oh, I don't think that episode was particularly good. Look, I don't value people according to <laughs> according to these things. <laughs> okay. I just think it's not, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like it when people rate stuff like this. Okay, fine. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree that like trying to assign scores to things is, yeah, we, we won't try and quantify anything. We, we'll just sort of qualitatively describe things, I suppose. As, um, <laughs> you know, so the episode with Jake was not very good. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> 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 also i think the not very good thing is also unfair because as as we've established many times we are terrible uh gauges of the goodness or right. otherwise no, no, no. of here's a particular thing. episode here's the thing i don't subscribe to that okay. i subscribe to the episodes that i think are good <laughs> are the good ones and that's what we're talking about here the episodes that you and i think are good all right okay i'd like to so, guess just to, I, i'd like to step away from this and so this is just the episodes that you think are good slash not good. <laughs> like so the lab culture one yeah i guess that was kind of building on the branch of like social interaction type things the next one was a bit random words that changed our lives i don't remember much from it uh the next one was a book discussion about the courage to be disliked um i think it's a phenomenal book i think we've had a ton of people who emailed and messaged me saying like oh i read that book because of the recommendation um i think people liked that i think i quite like that there's travel broaden our horizons i don't remember much about that book discussion the wright brothers i think that was good okay i actually i've changed my mind i don't think we should go through the list i think that's pretty boring yes i agree <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I have a question for you. So uh, as you're glancing through the list, are there any episodes that particularly stand out as like this episode helped you change your mind about something? It's okay if the answer is no. It'll be the same. Mm, change my mind about stuff? Nothing actually sticks out as making me change my mind about stuff. I feel like most of the episodes are me trying to make you change your mind about stuff. <laughs> so, quite. <laughs> are there any episodes that stick out to you? Okay, let's have a look. For example, I thought the floor, uh, average. Uh, so you introduced me to the art of gathering. Uh, mm. I, I still haven't read the book, but it's. I, I also completely forgot that it's been on my list, so I'm going to download it on Audible like right now. Nice. Um, so that was interesting. I guess the floor of average stuff was kind of interesting. I didn't really know much about that that sort of stuff, so that that was good. Um, you introduced me to this idea of like this uh, the transactional analysis so the parent the adult and the child that was interesting uh, have you been I thinking about really, that much no not really I don't know if you have since like I was thinking about it a fair bit during that like two week period where we recorded those episodes but beyond that yeah. not particularly what about you hmm. yeah I haven't been like very intentionally thinking about it anymore I think I've probably internalized a few things from it um, particularly the concept of games particularly um, this idea of I'm okay you're okay yeah I think the phrase I'm okay, you're okay is one that I, I, I wish I reminded myself of more. I need to like, you know, have a rubber band on my wrist or something and snip, snap it every time I fall into I'm not okay, you're okay thinking, which I think mm. I'm actually quite prone to do. Um, and even you mentioning that just now makes me think, oh, I, that, that actually would have helped in various things in the oh, okay. last few months. But I just, I just kind of forget that it's a thing. What various things? When have you felt not okay? I don't know. I um, What was it? I think it's generally whenever I... Um, what is it? 
So, so okay. So partly, for example, if I'm if I'm interested in a girl, and I'll kind of modify my behaviors because I'm interested in said girls, in said girl, uh, in a way to quote maximize my chances of them liking me back type type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in those contexts, it's just, I mean, partly partly there is merit in that approach, uh, but also partly there is merit in the screw it, I'm okay, you're okay, I'm just going to do my thing and not overly be concerned about how how it comes across. Mm. I think yeah, that that runs into 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 various issues. Uh, I, I, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times but i've been having more recent chats with actually two different friends who both said uh that if i wanted to improve my three different friends rather that if i wanted to improve my uh quote success with the ladies as it were then i should uh lose the feminine kind of vibe and feminine energy that i give across on my youtube videos and also to an extent in real life and you know dial up the masculine masculine side a bit more and so uh for example uh, i was having a chat with a friend yesterday who was saying that i should stop using so many hand gestures because they look feminine when i do videos Come on, give me a break. Really? That's surely inconsequential. Uh, I mean, I guess these things are inconsequential in in, in isolation. But overall, uh, she said that this contributes to a more like feminine image. Because if you imagine like, if you imagine a kind kind of confident masculine guy, you wouldn't expect them to be kind of gesturing all over the place like I do in my videos. And people often comment. uh, I think think the top comment on my uh, 5 million view iPad video is uh, all of the different hand emojis (laughs) in a row. (laughs) And that's got like thousands of likes. So for example, that, that thing, another thing that she said which another friend agreed with which is that the energy that i give across in my youtube videos is very hey friends welcome back to the channel today we're going to be talking about a b c d e f g yeah. whereas in real life like that comes across as very very feminine energy but you and, don't do that um, do you do that are you i don't think you're like that in real life no i'm not like that in real life but so these people were talking specifically about the way that i come across on videos oh. but i think I, if, even things like body language for example in real life you know i'm i'm very prone to like crossing my legs and like holding my hand up in a weird place and it's just like i wouldn't think i wouldn't notice it until a friend would kind of know me well enough to point it out and be like this is this is sort of feminine energy you're, you're giving across uh i'm not saying i fully buy all of this stuff but it, it is stuff that i've been i've been thinking oh, okay. about interesting and most interesting. and most traditional advice on the dating front is that if you're a dude you want to have masculine energy rather than feminine energy right so yeah I'm, just glad, some... I'm glad glad we got this out of the way while it's still 2020 because our resolution for 2021 was to not get any more comments about being misogynists <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're at risk. No, 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 uh, no, no, I don't no, think we're no, at risk no, of starting no, misogynist here. No, no. <laughs> this is female friends of mine actively, you know, in a good natured way, giving me advice on how to be more attractive to women and saying that ramping up masculine energy and dialing down feminine energy is the way forward, which I don't think is a, p- a particularly controversial statement. But, um, so, so for example, in those particular circumstances, it's like, well, I'm okay, you're okay. You know, my natural, inc- oh, oh, dating profiles as well. So recently, my Hinge profile did a, had a, had a revamp. This is, this is going completely off the rails, but, but that's fine. <laughs> Great. Recently, uh, so there is a male friend of mine who has a lot of, quote, success with the ladies in that his Hinge profile is pretty, like, m- masculine and intriguing and it's kind of mysterious so he mostly runs like online dating game like that uh no he does he does a lot of like in real life game as well um but you know with the whole lockdown thing it's hard to do in real life game and therefore he's now switched to online dating game um and he is actually (laughs) he is he sort of casually coaches friends of his on how to how to get how to get dates and stuff and has had like measurable success with this apparently anyway yeah this friend did an audit of my hinge profile and said that basically all of the all of the 
what's what what's all of the energy I was giving on my hinge profile was very 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 feminine yeah and very like yeah absolutely very like cute nice guy rather than um you know mysterious uh, intriguing dude that I want to I want to swipe Hunky with Dory <laughs> Hunky Dory <laughs> exactly <laughs> um let me give you some examples so uh so on on hinge uh, for example my profile pic was me in a suit which is one of my nice photos that's got lots of likes on Instagram and the caption that I used for it was felt cute might delete later and he said that no 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 you've got to change that caption immediately because that shows insecurity it shows that you're looking good in this photo but you feel bad about the fact that you're looking good in this photo which is why you've got it's the ironic that mate. Delete later. It's, isn't it ironic like no one sincerely uses that <laughs> come on okay like, I mean, you, fine <laughs> okay all right fine what's the next thing i don't read uh, the first thing the next one was i think one of the questions in my thing was uh i am overly competitive about or i geek out on and my response was harry potter trivia and he was oh like, god Dude. yeah get rid of yeah. that <laughs> get rid of that immediately in the bin <laughs> Another one was, I think the the thing was, I'm I'm looking for someone to dot, dot, dot. And I completed the sentence with, I'm looking for someone to uh, duet, I see the light from Tangled with me. Okay, yeah, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Um, one, one that I've kept in, which I, uh, is, um, I am secretly attracted to dot, dot, dot. And mine is I'm secretly attracted to princess Jasmine when she's captured by Jafar. <laughs> we all are. We all are. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. So, so, so I've kept, I've kept that one in there. Uh, that has had, okay. that, that's had a couple of comments and the photos were very kind of, I don't take a lot of photo. Uh, were very sort of me, me doing like a toothy kind of grin, like smiling and showing my teeth. And in general, the advice for guys, uh, not just from this friend but on the internet as well because the internet is always right is that if you're a guy then uh showing your teeth and smiling widely is generally a sort of nice guy goofy kind of smile whereas smiling without showing your teeth is more like a sexy mysterious kind of smile um you got this on reddit <laughs> uh, i got it on uh wiki how actually so <laughs> <laughs> nice um basic so all of this was my friend telling me that i needed to completely do a makeover of my hinge profile because you know I'd, he, he, he was like look if you're in a relationship then at that if you're in a long-term relationship then at that point maybe they'll think it's cute that you're into harry potter but you know <laughs> if you're trying to get girls on hinge then the, his 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 vibe was that the sorts of the sorts of girls you want to attract are not the sorts of girls who think it's it's cute that you're into harry potter for example right so um well, how do we go oh yeah i'm okay you're okay so in, in that context <laughs> In that context, I took an I'm okay, you're okay approach to my hinge profile. I'd be like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be myself. Uh, <laughs> and that did not have as uh well particularly great results. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it reminds me of a funny uh sort of internet quote slash meme. Uh, I think I maybe I've even mentioned it on the podcast before. <laughs> it's something like <laughs> it's something like, dude, when she says she's into nerds, <laughs> she means hot guys who wear glasses. <laughs> Don't whip out the Yu-Gi-Oh cards quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yes maybe in your in your case maybe save the tangled and the harry potter for <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> for the wedding night right <laughs> yeah be like did you know <laughs> i could recite every line from harry potter and the goblet of fire just like pick a page <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you what's on it <laughs> Oh, that was a nice little aside. Yeah, I mean, you've been trying to make some changes here generally, like, I guess outside of Hinge. Hinge is whatever, it's sort of like a, you know, it's a different kind of thing. But I guess in real life, you started wearing like a black hoodie instead of whatever you used to wear before and stuff like that. Is that, uh, the is black that part of this? Part, well, yeah, the black hoodie was partly accidental um, in that a friend of mine got it as a present. But also uh, there was another person who, I think I, I probably mentioned this on the pod a few weeks ago, who randomly emailed me out of the blue saying that, look, I know you joke mm. a lot on your videos about how you're single. I want 
to be i want to give you advice because there's so much stuff you're doing wrong that you could be doing better uh and one of one of his things was that you know lose the kind of teenage boy clothing and switch to slightly more masculine clothing his what's thing teenage was like, boy clothing teenage boy, boy clothing would be like a pastel colored t-shirt all right what's or like clothing? a or like a colorful hoodie whereas manly clothing would be more i mean if you he was like if you're going for the hoodie look it's got to be a black hoodie it can't be like a pink hoodie like those clickbait ones or <laughs> i was like okay yeah fair play um his thing was that if you're going for t-shirts you want to get like neutral colors like white and black and to an extent gray are reasonable colors for t-shirts don't ever wear pink pastel don't ever wear light blue which is still the, the sorts of t-shirts i wear but you mm. know communicates feminine energy and actually this friend i was having a chat with last night said like ali mate you've got to lose the pink t-shirts <laughs> they should they should go in the bin and never come out again <laughs> bloody hell that <laughs> so I'm, ba- I'm basically getting assaulted from all angles here <laughs> Do you seek this out? This is my this is my do you seek out, review. Do you seek out all of this feedback um, about your like how you come across to romantic prospects, or do people volunteer this? I mean, the email was someone like volunteering the feedback with your friends. Do they do they think, man, I've just got to I've got to tell this guy, <laughs> or like are you asking <laughs> are you like asking your female friends like you know how can I get better? Um, I don't usually because normally female friends are unreliable in this department because obviously they're going to say, oh, just be yourself. Yeah, um, or Ali, you know. You, you, it's it's really cute how you wear pink t-shirts i'm like okay well <laughs> the pink t-shirts going <laughs> <laughs> yeah whereas with a subset of <laughs> friends who of female friends who i know i can i can rely on to tell me the truth they will actually be like look man like, 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 like yeah like you know if th- 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 there are friends of mine and yours who if they came to us and said you know how can i get better with the lady slash with the men there are some who you would give honest advice to and some who you wouldn't give honest advice to and so i go <laughs> I try and go for the ones who, who i know would give me honest advice yeah that makes sense um so partly that's why i'm wearing a white t-shirt today uh, <laughs> rather, rather yeah, than a pink it's, one it's working mate <laughs> <laughs> when this video comes out uh, so the, okay. yeah, the 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 pink and blue t-shirts are going to become the rags that sheen cleans her bedroom with apparently fantastic good to know <laughs> thank you yeah i'm just thinking what t-shirts do i wear i have a bunch of grays some blacks i have some pinks mate i like my pink t-shirts red yeah yeah whatever um okay so yeah i, I guess we, yeah we did three episodes about transactional analysis um which was i think a big topic of the year or uh not overthinking what other stuff do you, you know, sort of made you think or change your mind about things uh the kids stuff was sort of interesting i hadn't really thought of it in that sense before uh but i also haven't really thought about kids since so <laughs> um that was that was an interesting curiosity at the time and i'm sure your kids manifesto when it comes out will be will be very good um aspiration is interesting mm. uh, you know this idea that uh I, I i actually need to read this book i'm gonna add that to my list you well. definitely need to read the book lad but like just this idea that uh there are things that if i try and paraphrase it there are things that we uh, we think we want but we can't really know whether we really want them because we're, by virtue of getting them for example having kids our kind of identity will change in a way that we can't predict or that sort of stuff i don't know if that's like our main point in the book but that is sort of what i took away from it yeah i mean i mean you've definitely got to read it it's literally the line of work you're in I, what books are you reading at the moment like why haven't you read it what, um, what are you reading, reading at the moment? moment i am reading the four uh, hour chef <laughs> <laughs> uh no it's actually no, four hour body, so. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> no so actually uh right now I'm, re- I'm reading a book about dating advice but yesterday i was oh, reading 
reading a, a book about like a business C type type book. I've I've got an Audible. I've I started a new kind of historical fiction series, but also how emotions are made, the private life of the brain. I've heard of that. Is it good? Uh, I've only just started it, but yeah, uh, of of aspiration or art of gathering, which is more seminal. I haven't actually finished art of gathering, okay, given so that there's not going to be have much you, gathering. Have you finished for aspiration? A while. I'm about two thirds of the way through. Are you audi- audibling it or? Kindling I don't it? think it's on Audible. I'm kindling it in bed. Okay, cool. I will start to kindle aspiration in bed as well. Um, what else do we have? How authentic are we on this podcast? Uh, existential. Crisis. That was a, okay. That was a great episode. I thought that was a fantastic episode, and I think everyone liked. It. I think the listeners well, also liked it. Or well, me moaning about how I come across poorly in podcasts. Well, just us talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad the listeners liked it. I think it was it was a rare episode where I was sort of pushed outside my comfort zone and felt like you were also quite vulnerable. Excellent. Um, then existential crisis and your various uh, therapists, disappointments in seriousness and sincerity. What do we want from life and probing questions to reflect on um yeah i thought actually the, the that exercise we did two weeks ago where we allegedly hold ourselves accountable to doing something was helpful for that one week where we were actually mm. doing it yeah i think i definitely want to do it as a thing for um yeah for like learning to draw and stuff like that but i think the forfeit needs to be <laughs> bigger for me to actually care about it right that's great news for me <laughs> we yeah. can go bigger <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I guess like some of the new branches. I mean, our episode with Paul Millard, I think, was definitely a new branch. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. Why, why wasn't that on the list on Spotify? Yeah, I think that was actually that. That was very good. I, I took a lot from it. Yeah, so I'd say like in terms of you know we've developed some of the existing branches like you know classic social interaction type stuff. I think new branches were like transaction analysis, kids, work stuff with Paul. Um, and then I guess a lot of the other stuff you mentioned around like, I don't know, authenticity and things like that, it kind of fits into existing sort of branches. Um, but I think like, yeah, I'd like us to develop the work, poor minute work stuff a lot more next year. Um, I feel like there's more to be said on the, like, for example, transactional analysis sort of comes into social interaction. Yeah, um, I guess it does. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more to be said on the social interaction front. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, well, one thing that I, w- I would be keen on is actually exploring um, in a sort of, uh, what's it, in a dispassionate fashion. Uh, the less less mainstream slash less politically correct texts around social interaction. <laughs> the scriptures. <laughs> the scriptures, yeah. Are we, so, are we so talking think, things like The Game by Neil Strauss or are we talking... I was thinking like more like... More acceptable uh, than that. The the Prince by Machiavelli and... <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but, no, but no, also I was I was thinking things like The Game by Neil Strauss or, and permutations of it that are in, have been allegedly updated for 2020. I think that what, would be very interesting. Hmm. What do you think would be interesting about it? Okay, so for those who don't know, The Game is a, uh, a book about pickup artistry uh, from, I don't know, the early 2000s, yes, 2000s, where this chap has sort of tried to write a manual for guys on how to pick up girls. Um, think and so like what would you know why do you think that would be interesting for example so I, th- I mean uh, so not the, like the game in particular but I think these similar books on quote how to pick up girls or even for example the the books are written by women about how to pick up guys which would, would mm. possibly be even more interesting uh, would be interesting just just as a just to spark some discussion and to uh, figure out like these things are obviously not they're they're not completely BS and so figuring out like what is what are the principles here what is reasonable advice to kind of take away versus what is the stuff that you can bin i think that's yeah. just like a, a quite a quite interesting thing there's a, a book i actually have on my, on my bookshelf it's called it's called like the rules of the game or something like that or the the rules and it's it's written by it was written by i think the, by, by these two women in the 90s and it's a book of advice for women about how to get guys i've heard about this yeah and it's yeah. really 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 interesting really and 
you know, just like exploring stuff like that, where it's 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 just absolutely riveting reading. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, this would sort of work, and also I see why you're doing that. But also, this feels a bit weird that you, you that you're suggesting this, but also yeah, I can see that it would work, and yeah, <laughs> it right, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know that, that that sort of stuff. So I think yeah, that's I th- the side of yeah, I think that would be interesting. I think I think like you and I could we could probably do an episode about the rules. We, I think we need a female guest on oh, for the female absolutely. perspective for the the other side for like the game and stuff like that. Yeah, this friend who's giving me advice on how to be more masculine is very keen on appearing on the podcast to really uh to give a Wait, do I know them? female oh you do uh to give a kind of f- female perspective on this sort of stuff in a way where she is uh, uh, okay with being politically incorrect <laughs> as she says yeah that could be cool that could be cool for sure i think one sort of uh germinating branch was the episode of, entitled how to understand things uh about like sort of yeah kind of about learning uh, there's a, a very good friend of mine who is um an educationalist i suppose who we've been meaning to have on the podcast for ages um but we just haven't managed to get together in person which i'm insisting on uh so once all this lockdown business goes away uh, i hope we can uh have my friend janaid on and uh, develop the branch on learning yeah i think that would be interesting i think you and i should actually just get together and sort of figure out what is the what is the syllabus for the podcast mm. yeah and we like, should actually just and, like write try and like just down. categorize all these things because especially with like the new website and stuff it would be really mm. helpful to have things categorized by topic rather than chronologically <clears throat> yeah yeah so i guess on that note um you might have noticed if you've tried to go on the website that our website's been a bit of a shambles for i don't know a few months now uh we basically switched away from our old host web host because it didn't have enough flexibility uh but and so we're on this new thing now we haven't properly set up yet um but essentially we we just want the website to you know we've it's been almost two years of doing this podcast now we have i don't know almost 90 episodes or something and so there is a bit of a body of work now that it would be helpful to start like categorizing and summarizing and just just kind of like writing things out <coughs> sorry <coughs> writing yeah, things out and making them more digestible we actually have a few million downloads overall now which is pretty solid for a podcast so yeah, we should yeah. take this more seriously as like a you know yes yeah treating the podcast as something legit other than just you and i having a chat each week um yes and so yeah currently the website uh it's basically soon the website will have all the episodes um it will have some written pages just like summarizing key concepts that we've talked about you know random theories and things like measure and low optionality and stuff like that um and then there will also be a members section uh so we're planning to launch a paid membership uh it'll start off as an experiment probably for a limited number of people and we'll try and figure out what that should actually look like and how we can scale that up uh at the moment we're thinking it'll probably i think right here's my theory about membership stuff oh, yeah. Look to me. the classic thing you know nowadays there's all this talk about like <clears throat> building a community around like whatever thing you're doing like building a community is like the next hot thing there's a bunch of startups that are now trying to help people build communities and stuff like that um and it's all very promising it's like very hot space um i think like sort of uh walled off internet communities i think are going to be a very big thing going forwards uh so I, i'm very bullish on communities however i think so far the approach most people take to like building a community or like having a community is that the community is on its own sort of thing uh and so a lot of people have communities on discord or slack uh and there's a new app called circle which is specifically for creators to create communities around around them to let like their members hang out and chat and, and stuff like that um i think actually 
actually in the same way that like in the same way that you know if you're building something or if you're if you're doing anything right like you you start off by trying the simplest thing and then only making it more complicated when you understand why you why it needs to be more complicated and you know there are definitely communities i'm interested in being a part of but they're always on these like things that i don't use like i don't use discord you know i I, i've joined like two or three discord communities which i'd like to be a part of them like i really would but frankly i don't use discord regularly and so like i'm just it's just not going to happen like there is there are okay i use slack regularly and i still find it hard to like you know really do slack communities there's one community i'm in it's actually sick it's called ink and switch it's it's a community for people who build tools for thinking um yeah really really awesome bunch of people on there um but i think having these non-standard platforms that you're not regularly on is just a weird place to start and so my genius idea is that the starting point will be a whatsapp group everyone uses whatsapp everyone uses whatsapp groups everyone uses group chats like that is the, the simplest bare bones starting point um and then as we kind of see oh you know how people using the group um you know what kind of stuff would we like to do more than would be allowed on whatsapp then we can think about okay like how do we enable these extra things but i think like i think whatsapp group as like a <laughs> members community thing it, it does not seem like anyone is doing this and i really have no clue why because it's it really seems like the best way to do it um and so yeah i think that's what we'll start off with mm, yeah i think I think it is a good idea. Um, why don't we not overcomplicate it and just, you know, we'll put a link to a sign-up page to a Google form or something, like in the show notes of this chat. Like, how how legit is the website to, to accept the membership thing right now? I think the membership stuff is, is actually all set up on the website. Like, you can actually go and subscribe. It's just the, the WhatsApp stuff isn't set up. And like, you know, WhatsApp group is all well and good, but I think there should be actual tangible benefits for members as well. And so I think we need to sort out a few things. Like, I think, you know, written transcripts of each episode and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but, like, but, but, but I think written transcripts would be nice, but it's not a feature that we need to have before launching this. Because really, as you said, this is this is experimental. So I'm sure there are people who are will be keen to sign up to the membership to help us kind of figure this out along the way. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So um, we should just. I'm 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 literally trying to sign up for it now on the website. Let's see if this actually works. Um, <coughs> subscribe processing. Oh, it works. Success, your account is fully accessed. You now have access to all content. Now, in theory, send login link. Okay, so now there is a subscribe page. Okay, have, have we a, got like a no, have we got like no a members to hear this? No one needs to hear this right now. Okay, we'll sort out the website. Yeah, I think it would actually be interesting to get some feedback about what kind of stuff people would want and who would be interested in our little community experiment of some sort of V zero. Yeah. So, guys, if you're listening to this right now and you're keen to join our community, hit the link in the show notes or go to notoverthinking.com and you'll find a link to become a member to join yeah, our so private WhatsApp group. I, I think just, yeah, just we'll just have like an Airtable form or something. Uh, we just a few questions just to kind of see what kind of stuff people are interested in um and yeah i think like i don't know what the actual limit is for number of people in a whatsapp group but i think we want to start small and then figure out the right way to scale it up because i think communities always fail when there's like a bunch of people almost nobody is active because it's too big and no one wants to say anything and stuff like that uh and so yeah i i think we'd probably limit it to like I don't know, 25 or 50 people to start off with and see how that feels, see, you know, see what the vibe is. Um, so look out, if you are interested, um, keep a lookout for the link to a form in the show notes of this episode. Uh, the price point that we're thinking is $10 a month at the moment. Um, now, this is kind of unfair because if you uh, live in a country where the currency is significantly weaker than the dollar or the pound, for example, then $10 a month to join a WhatsApp group is pretty outrageous. Um, however, like we said, this is just like a a very initial experiment uh, we do want to make this sort of more accessible once we figure out how to how to scale it up and so um please bear with us great so, that's so for, for 2021 um yeah i think 
yeah, I think we should actually take this podcast seriously. I think like, you know, one thing I've always wanted to do is like not really is, is like make the podcast less, less like centered on us and kind of let people let, you know, it, it feels like the, the kind of people who like listening to not overthinking and the kind of people it appeals to are the kind of people that would enjoy hanging out and chatting to one another themselves. And it would be great to like, to like facilitate the human connection, basically facilitate connecting with, with your fellow man. And I think we have like a really interesting opportunity to do that here. And so it would be, it would be awesome to like start building up more of a, a thing around not overthinking um, mm. to kind of you know, push all these branches forwards and get more people in the conversation. Yeah, man. Community. Uh, so I yeah, that's I a guess good like, vision. Good 2021 yeah, vision. Yeah. I think in terms of taking it seriously, I think you're swimming out the website, starting some community stuff to get people interacting with one another. I think actually one really stupid thing <laughs> is that we have, we have waited so long to even start thinking about putting these on YouTube. Like we're almost 90 episodes in. That's a heck of a lot of episodes. <laughs> I think maybe after year one, we should have been like, all right, in year two, <laughs> we're going to do YouTube. Mm. Uh, because I think like, I think it just comes down to sort of distribution and digestibility. I think there are just like a ton of people uh, for whom the podcast might actually resonate. They just don't listen to podcasts that much. And I've, I've specifically had people, you know, like friends and stuff who are like, oh, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts, but is, is it on YouTube? I'll, I'll watch it if it's on YouTube. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't listen to podcasts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think like, I th- yeah, I think YouTube will like really broaden the number of people we can reach. Yeah. Um, I've actually had lots of lots of in real life comments from people who are like oh yeah i love your and your, and your brother's podcast by which they refer to the clips i post on instagram and oh wow my mind okay. is just blown yeah like yeah wow okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i mean we do we have a youtube channel which sort of been half-assing i mean i don't even know what happens there someone uploads clips of i mean yeah, we, uploads we, full we've actually recently hit a thousand subscribers on that one <laughs> so damn okay uh, yeah i think i'm, I'm not sure to what maybe we should maybe we should take an online part-time youtuber academy <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should take the online. <laughs> Hang on, let's see. Not a, yeah, we've got 1,110 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And we last uploaded three months ago with the Paul Millard episode. I think since then, we haven't done the, the video thing. But because we're now videoing all these quite religiously, it just needs some time to actually just go through the footage, find the clips. It's all it's a lot, it's all a lot of uh, manual labor that just needs like a solid process behind it. Yeah, yeah. This is something that Angus is going to kind of focus on uh, a little bit in the new year. But... And we're in, <clears throat> we're setting up a podcast studio in my room for which I need to actually just pull the plug and order a sofa. I haven't found a sofa I'm like in love with, but whatever, I'm not going to find a sofa I'm in love with. Um, and then Ali, you're going to have to make some effort. And I mean, once lockdown and stuff ends, make an effort to come home so we can record stuff in person on our nice I mean, sofa yeah, studio. Dude, pre-lockdown, I've been coming home every weekend just to record stuff on a podcast. <laughs> so I have zero nice. issues with driving to St. Albans. But, Great. Yeah. All right. I so think you also 20- need to, uh, to sort of pay for faster internet so you can use wired ethernet mate, so that when we do I, have to record mate, this past week i have tried many times to upgrade we're currently on sky super fast and there's like an ultra fast one which is like five times faster or something there's literally no way for me to upgrade on the website every time i try and do it there's some kind of error that there's no way for me to upgrade my damn internet like i want to pay you the have more to, money I you've got to talk to someone it. on the phone man this is mate it's only 2020 <laughs> you still have to talk to someone on the phone to upgrade your broadband <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah you can't you can't yeah, just click that's a my bad. Home, yeah <laughs> <laughs> just bring them up get a wired ethernet connection i'll send you the cam link and then we can actually do the remote recordings properly as well yeah because it's going to be locked down for another probably month at least so yeah and all right especially so when i'm living in europe in uh 2021 for a bit is that is that happening like what's the status on that yeah so it's been confirmed for like march in amsterdam and then theoretically vienna and copenhagen in april and may uh okay. those two are still theoretical the amsterdam one has been confirmed nice we'll see what happens with
with the older coronavirus. All right, so to summarize, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, I think another th- another thing useful thing to chat about is how we're just generally feeling about the podcast. I feel like I'm now much more like optimistic about it than I was in the early days. Oh, I think it's that classic oh, okay. thing with where you're like really excited initially, and then there's the slump, and then sort of it just kind of gets better, and then the more consistent you are with it, the more it just becomes like part of your life, and then you stop really thinking about it. Yeah, I think there was definitely a period. I don't know, like a while ago. Yeah, I think there was definitely a point. I mean, maybe like a year ago, or just less than a year ago, where you were like, oh man, like let's start, let's do one episode every two weeks or something <laughs> and then i was like fine if you I, I can't force you to do this and then i know a few days later you were like no let's do one episode a week <laughs> it seemed like there like, was man, a period where i was like, so i was having a bad week and i'm taking it out <laughs> on you I'm, i apologize <laughs> like I mean, what do you think what do you think the podcast is that like there was a period when you thought you weren't optimistic about it like i don't i don't even understand what that means like <laughs> what's to be yeah, optimistic think, or pessimistic about <laughs> i think at the time because we were doing them in person because we were recording them on sunday nights at like midnight i was just kind of sick of this thing of like you know i just want to i I, th- I think i was working at the time as well so it was like look i just want to go home get an early night so i can wake up early to get like wake up at a reasonable hour to get to work whereas the podcast was cutting into my sleep and that was making me disgruntled whereas oh, okay. it's not it's not anymore so i'm pretty chill about it yeah but yeah i think kind of taking it more seriously sorting the website out so what's going to be our plan of attack on that are you going to sort the website out mate i've spent many hours a bunch of weeks ago sorting the website out that's why when you went on the members thing and subscribed it actually worked that didn't just happen that took, that took a while for me to sort out so i think the website is mostly in place we to be honest i don't know what the process is for actually yeah i think the website is mostly in place we just need a few written pages of like a start here page where we can lay out the main concepts that we've talked about categorize some episodes and, and things like that you know what and if anyone's listening to this and you're like very keen on helping us out with this website stuff do do drop us an email and um we'll we'll, we'll like have a chat because i think i'm sure there are probably some podcast listeners who have listened to every single episode and would be very keen to be like hey i'm i'll happily go through them and like categorize them and stuff and just as like a <laughs> a fun a fun thing to do and if you're if you're one of the very few people in that but do drop us an email and we'll we can we can like have a chat if you want to like become yeah, intern with us or something yeah i think that's a great idea um if you're if you're a fan of the podcast and you have some spare time want to make a bit of money and you don't mind helping us out with this that would be very very appreciated um so yeah just drop us an email hi at notoverthinking.com yeah so we need to start here page we need a sort of topics page and we need a members page for now and that's kind of it in the short term it'd be nice to have like hero pages for 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 each of the like the main things like for example work and relationship yeah sure yeah similar to like a sort of school of life or book of life uh alan's thing Mm. i think they have a nice structure for it where you know work relationships yeah 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 etc for sure maybe using that model but yeah yeah so that would be good um but yeah in terms of like general feelings about the podcast i think yeah i guess i found your framing of like i wasn't optimistic about the podcast a bit weird because for me this is just like sitting down and having a chat once a week and everything else is just gravy you know it's just like oh it's cool that people listen it's cool that numbers are going up um actually you know what like um let me find this quote love your work and you never have to work a day in your life (laughs) um i have a bit of a problem with a lot of the narratives around the creator movement i think a lot of it seems to be very extrinsic focused about like ah how to grow your youtube channel how to like get more twitter followers how to grow your news you know stuff like this um and i think i think that's something i i very much do do not want to get caught up in the sort of uh targeting numbers when it comes to the podcast um 
Mm. Now, look, look, just give me a second. There's some nuance right? here, obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's there is obviously nuance here. Um, but basically, I think if if we care about you know growing numbers or whatever, it should be with the right intention. Um, and I think you know that there's there's a guy who I follow on YouTube. His name is Dan the Composer. He is like uh he's like some next level pianist guy who has this like bizarre philosophy about how to learn the piano. It's like it's like nothing else you've ever seen. Like there's piano tutorials, and then there's Dan the Composer's piano tutorials. <laughs> His philosophy is called water pianism. You sh- you should check it out. It's like unbelievable. Like this this guy is some like some serious next level shit. Anyway, I'm a big fan of his. Um, and in on the 11th of March, apparently I'm scrolling through a messenger conversation. I messaged him and I was like, "Hey man, like love love your YouTube stuff." Uh, I think I I asked him if uh, if he does private lessons. Uh, he said he does. Um, but he does. But like you basically have to go through his like what he calls major scales mastery stuff. So you have to like have mastered all the major scales before he's gonna <laughs> talk to you. Um, and I was like, "All right, I'll get back to you." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it yet. That was uh, anyway, nine months I, ago. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I asked him. Um, I asked him what What are your plans or ambitions with the blog and YouTube channel? Are they a big priority for you right now? And he says, "Thanks, smiley face. This is this is genius. This it's just poetry." He says, "No plans. I just do it, and people benefit. It's not a priority, and it's not not a priority. I just do, and it does." Winky face. <laughs> and I think that's that's the energy the energy with which I I'm sort of approaching you know Twitter, the podcast, any kind of social media. The energy is I just do it and people benefit <laughs> it's not a priority it's not not a priority i just do and it does <laughs> and so that's kind of you know that's that's the mindset with which i have been approaching the podcast and would like to approach the podcast because i think something is lost um i think something would be lost if that were not the mindset now obviously like for example i think i think the ideas that we talk about in the podcast are important for example you know the kids thing obviously you know we want more people to be exposed to this idea for example you know like there are obvious benefits to growth of like spreading the seed far and wide which i do want to do but yeah i, I, thought, I, don't want... I thought we weren't going to be misogynistic <laughs> I need to sorry <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I mean, what, yeah, what yeah. Thoughts? I think I think there are different ways of approaching this. Uh, obviously, there is value in the I just do and it does, or whatever the phrase the phrase was. Um, like, uh, so I know that you know all the nuance, and you know that I know all the nuance. But it's just, <laughs> you know, obviously treating something a little bit more like a business. Like, you know, if when it comes to hanging out with your friends, sure, you could just sort of catch up with people whenever you feel like thinking about them. But to an extent, if you had like a standing order where you were to have a Wednesday, a social every Wednesday night, you know, that would become scheduled as part of your calendar. Technically it's not quite a, a sense of well i'll just kind of do stuff when i feel like it and people will benefit it's a little bit more active but i think the fact that it's a little bit more active adds rather than takes away from it obviously there's a spectrum here like you don't want to get to the point where i uh, although i i think i think there is this false dichotomy here where you when you're when you imagine kind of growing the audience you're thinking it's going to be done in a non-sincere way it's like you know you're trying to grow causal's revenue but you're not going to try to do it in like a way that is not true to the rest of the values yeah yeah so if, like, like i think yeah. one 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 classic thing which i I've always been very particular about and i think we should be particular about is like having guests on the podcast i think like we should only really have guests when they're extremely aligned with the stuff we talk about for example paul millard for example having agnes Callard on the podcast would be pretty cool but like it, it seems it, it seems like and actually we, we get a bunch of mess i get messages emails about this of people kind of yeah it's it's it seems like in the podcast world there are lots of people just trying to like grow the podcast the way you grow your podcast is by getting someone who's slightly more influential than you to come on as a guest 
guest on your podcast. And then you sort of eventually work your way up with bigger and bigger guests and you mm. you grow your podcast or whatever. And fine, like if, if that's the style of podcast and that's what you got to do, that's okay. That's not our style of podcast. And so, for example, I think it would be against sort of our values to like, oh, let's have so-and-so on as a guest because they're kind of influential and therefore we can get more listeners or something. Like that's oh, yeah. just something I'm not interested sure. in the slightest. And so that that's something, that's the kind of thing where we should put our foot down. Like stuff, stuff like having having a YouTube channel, Instagram clips. I think that's very in line with the values of just, I mean, it's just like spreading the content, right? Like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, quite. So, I mean, it's 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 less about the, yeah, it's, it's more about the way it's done rather than the thing itself. So when, you know, your thing about uh, creators being focused on growing the YouTube channel, growing the Twitter following, a lot of that stuff is actually about providing value at scale and being a decent person, being a decent human being. There is an extent to which, well, well, if you buy this many Twitter followers, but like, but like realistically, no one does that sort of stuff anymore. And yeah, I agree. Collaborations for the sake of quote, growing the audience, maybe n- not necessarily the way to go. But also, for example, if there is someone who is influential and, and, and whatever, and wants, wants to come on as a guest or has a new book out where they talk about something relevant to the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, you know, it would be completely reasonable to do a, to do a collaboration with them. So I think we're, we're both like bro- broadly agreed on this, on this topic. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And actually I've had, actually there was a day earlier this week where two separate people um, voiced a similar thing about how they don't want to, how, how they're intentionally choosing not to get caught up in this whole, um, you know, becoming a creator kind of thing. Uh, one of them is a mutual friend of ours who has been running a YouTube channel and newsletter for the past year or something uh, about like medicine and machine learning. And in his in his sort of final newsletter of the year, he basically said, you know, I've been I've been sort of doing this by the book of like, you know, every week putting out content, all of this kind of stuff. And I've just kind of realized that, you know, it's sort of, uh, let, let me actually bring up the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he said he says that for me, the biggest trap I want to avoid is creating content for the sake of it. When the focus is on building an audience, you will lean towards creating content just because it works, right? Just because people will consume it, but may shift away from making what you truly want to make or what is truly valuable. Um, I feel this is particularly a risk when the content is created as a business. He says, I don't want to lay judgment on anybody anybody who's taking this approach, but on reflection, it's just not for me. I already feel like as a society, we consume too much and create too little. I don't have a strong drive to be another person creating content for people to consume. Uh, I would rather take the approach of focusing on building something that I feel is more tangibly ad- adding value to the world um, and using content creation as a side product of that. Um, this will almost certainly mean that my audience will grow more slowly, um, but personally, I'm happy with that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then um, the sort of internet chap called Nat Eliasson, uh, he also, uh, let me just find his article. Yeah, he recently wrote an article about uh, entitled Not a Full-Time Creator. So I think for the past year, I, maybe you have more context on this because you actually like chat to him and stuff. What's Nat been up to on this on this front? Um, I actually don't know. He's got he's got some secret project that he's unveiling in, in the new year. Uh, but he used to be, he, he recently stepped down as CEO of this marketing agency and has been writing a bl- his blog somewhat regularly for the last like decade. And, uh, and he's been doing, he's been, Rome. he's, no, no, I mean, the main thing is that he was focusing on his YouTube channel over the past year or something, right? Oh yeah. For the last few months, he decided he wanted to quote, grow on YouTube and was doing, well, was, was basically following the playbook on growing on YouTube. And in this blog post, he talks about how he initially he, he had a goal of hitting 20,000 subscribers by the end of the year, which I was always a bit dubious about because I was like, oh, numerical goal. This is, this is another one. Uh, but he said that, yeah, you know, why not? Let's, let's go for it. And in this blog post, he reflects that he's realized that the way to grow on YouTube is by making videos about stuff that is more like mainstream and uh, less nuanced and, you know, more appeals to a lower common denominator is his general vibe. And what he instead wants to do is focus on kind of doing in-depth writing or, you know, writing about the stuff that he cares about rather than the stuff that he thinks will resonate with the most people. And I think yeah. that that comes from focusing too much on on the number rather than on the, the process or the content itself or whatever. Yeah. 
yeah, he, I'm just sort of got the blog post open now. Uh, so he says, as I was praying for stepping out of Growth Machine, Growth Machine is a content marketing agency uh, that he started. We actually hired them for causal a bunch of months ago. Uh, I think they're pretty legit. Uh, he said, uh, yeah, for a while I thought my focus, my next focus would be on this website, my YouTube channel, and other media so that I could become a full-time creator. Now I'm realizing I don't want to do that. He says, the most interesting writers and thought leaders to me are the ones who are out doing something and then use what they're working on to influence their writing and other media. I think you've also kind of alluded to this where I, th- I think this is basically what you what you were getting that when you were saying like, oh man, like if I leave medicine, like, w- w- you know, what does that leave me as? Like a, a guy who just like talks about his life where whereas previously it was the guise of like, oh, I do these things and then I talk about the things that I do, <laughs> you know? Um, it, it's a similar kind of thing, right? About your, your fear of le- le- leaving medicine because that would actually oh, just God, make absolutely. you yeah. a full-time creator just, who just I talks about himself. I do not want to become a full-time, full-time. creator. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a good, it's not a good hustle. Yeah, so he says, the problem with being a full-time creator is you have to start caring about the business of what you create. When you primarily make money from your following, you're no longer as free to say whatever you want or create whatever you want to create. He says, Paul Graham is an incredible writer, partially because he's entirely free to say whatever he wants. He has more fuck you money than he can possibly know what to do with. So if he pisses off a million people on Twitter, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and that says, when I started working on my YouTube, I had set a goal of hitting 20,000 subscribers by the end of this year and 100,000 by the end of 2021. I don't care about that anymore. The subscriber goal was pushing me to do broader appealing topics I'm not that interested in and to edit the videos or thumbnail them in a way that would make them more clickbaity. I'd rather make videos I'm happy with and grow the following slowly. I don't particularly care if it ever hits 100,000 or a million subscribers, just like I never check the stats for this website, except to use a screenshot of them for something. Uh, says, I wrote about this before, but this site is fairly under-optimized, this site being his blog, under-optimized from a financial and audience building perspective, but it still does pretty well. Uh, I'd prefer it to be that way. Once your art becomes a business, it stops being as artful. I don't want to just turn into another Twitter account rehashing the same platitudes. Um, so I don't intend to be a full-time creator. This isn't meant to disparage or discourage anyone who is. I think it's a great career if it works for you. It's just not for me. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> broadly my, my my position on this stuff as well. Yeah, I've, I've also seen a lot of like growth hacking on Twitter and it's just, yeah, I guess people people use things in different ways. Like a classic growth hack people do on Twitter is they'll like make a list of like, you know, my top 10 favorite books of the year or my top 10 favorite podcasts. They'll then like tag, tag the accounts relevant. And like if someone makes, if someone tweets out a list of like my top 10 X and they've tagged you in it, like when you see that, the least you can do is give it a like. And so then these 10 people will like it. It'll appear in a bunch more people's feeds um and and just like having these lists of tags is like it's a very tired and it seems to be very popular way of kind of growth hacking a twitter account which again i'm just yeah i i guess it's not what i'm trying to do with twitter maybe if if this is truly like i don't know a very business thing for someone then fine i guess you got to do it but, but yeah basically the podcast is not that for either of us and i think a lot would be lost if it became that for either of us so um yeah yeah um i think this is there's a blog post by derek sivers where he talks about this this idea of uh, your art and kind of making money from your art and his his yeah. whole his whole spiel is that uh, don't try and make a living from your art just try and make a bit of money from your art because when you make a bit of money from your art it actually makes it more fun but when you try and make a living from your art that is when you spend 90% of the time doing business admin rather than doing the art and I think that's like that's broadly how I approach all of this sort of stuff in my life and broadly how I think we should approach the podcast as well in that yeah if, I mean you know if, if a company wants to sponsor it we're not going to turn it down and it makes sense to have have like a paid membership program for various reasons other than that that this makes a bit of money but as long as we're not trying to kind of make a living from it i think we will just automatically avoid all of the other the issues associated with trying to make a living from your art yeah so. yep all right good stuff this has gone it's gone long enough <laughs> we should actually split this into two episodes <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, classic area. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a uh, final thing we should say in our kind of year review. Oh, I guess we, we're going to do another episode before. Oh, no, it's no, the 27th. Not. My goodness. We're not going to do one. So thank you to everyone who has been a listener of this podcast for the last year or potentially even longer, potentially even shorter. Um, everyone always says this, but like genuinely, this podcast would not be a thing without you uh, listening to it each week and giving us thoughts and feedback. And I've definitely improved as a person, I think, because of the various emails we've gotten about this podcast. So thank you from me on that front as well. Yeah, no, thank you to all of you for listening. Um, I think the we don't do a good job of replying to all the emails, but I do actually read all the emails and like the kids stuff, which has been like, I don't know, big focus, at least for me in terms of the stuff I'm thinking about basically came from a random listener who emailed me this like philosophy newsletter or something, which had some actual tangible points about this. And then I was like, wow, okay, I'm not I'm not crazy. Like there's something here. And that actually got me to start doing all the digging about this thing. Um, so thank you to that listener. Uh, and yeah, it's just like, it's really cool when people sort of engage with you on stuff you're interested in and like you know people sending stuff on twitter related to stuff we've talked about on the podcast um yeah it's it's cool that the topics resonate it's cool that people are engaging with us on them um so yeah thanks a lot for listening see you later all right that's it for this week thank you for listening if you like this episode please leave us a review on apple podcasts or on the apple podcast website if you're not using an iphone there's a link in the show notes if you've got any thoughts on this episode or any ideas for new podcast topics we'd love to get an audio message from you with your conundrum question or just anything that we could discuss yeah if you're up for having your voice played on the podcast and your question being the springboard for our discussion email us an audio file mp3 or voice note to hi at notoverthinking.com. if you've got thoughts but you'd rather not have your voice played publicly that's fine as well tweet or DM us at N Overthinking on Twitter, please. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.